welcome to Shifty Perspective. This is the first episode in the new studio. Uh, sorry for the delay for everyone that has uh, been patiently waiting. We have, um, yeah, obviously had a lot of issues with things getting arrived. It was my birthday as well a few weeks ago. So I also was probably not in a good state to uh, do a podcast and not in the work. So um, now we are live. We have Natasha de Jong here. She actually was the first guest on our podcast and we pre-recorded a episode with her and her sister. However, that episode was lost because the person that was editing it fucked up basically. So we have Natasha. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. It's, uh, it's cool to have you here in my house, in the studio. Yeah, yes. it's so wonderful to be here. It's such a lovely place. It's so typical Dutch. I really love it. Yeah, I feel like you know. a Dutchman. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. I just need a pair of clogs. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Klumper, is that Klumper. right? Klumper, Klumper. exactly. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that would really fit. <laughs> nice. So um, obviously we know each other for quite a while now um we're working on a few projects together um but for everybody who is listening who does not know who you are would you like to kind of just explain a bit about yourself yeah absolutely so my name is natasha Jung, and i have been working in the space of the functional food industry for uh, for a while now um but actually when i was younger i always had the passion to make a positive impact in the world um so i studied politics uh, nice. With the idea, with the vision to, you know, have have that impact through policy. But um, after my graduation, I traveled a lot. I, for example, lived in Africa in Congo. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, and um, and yeah, what I saw there was that you know, if you're dealing with politics, politics is actually always the last resort who can actually make a change. And the people and even corporations have that ability to to really have a positive impact and, and even consumers do. So, Probably more so than like uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's um so so lots of di- different things that I learned there, especially when I when I lived in Congo and um made me realize that um, if you really want to make a, an impact, you really have to start with yourself cool. because every day you have that chance to, you know, be a better person, uh, and which impacts your family or your friends or, or everyone around you yeah. and also inspires other people to, you know, to, uh, to, to change or to, you know, have, have, you know, change your act yeah. and, 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 and be a, be a different person. So, um, but, um, what I actually learned there is that. You know, especially if we look at, for example, the West and Western countries, how we sort of always have that feeling that we are superior to other countries um, and that our way is the best way. Um, So what I learned there is that, you know, there are so many um, different perspectives on how we look at things and how you can look at things. And, um, and, And essentially, you know, what I learned is that everyone has good intentions, but not necessarily um realizing what the what the consequences can yeah, be misdirection yes exactly yes so for example one of the examples that really struck struck me was um you know for example i don't really like to bash about co- uh, companies but, <laughs> but but one of the the biggest things that has such a great impact is for example coca-cola who is who is um 
so yeah presence in african countries mm-hmm. um and the effects are that that children young children they are addicted to to sugar drinks uh, and we know that phenomenon here in the west yeah. but even in, in africa where there's no access to normal drinking water clean drinking water that's crazy yeah but on every corner of the street you see uh, you know you see a, a small fridge of coke where you can buy coke oh my God. so um and also with the consequences of diabetes even in africa so not a lot of people are aware yeah. of that yeah so and and also i saw the, the the opposite side of how you know companies can have a positive effect mm-hmm. um with, through corp through your corporation or through corporate responsibility in in the sense that there are companies for example who are taking responsibility not only just to pay the salary of, of the employees but also to take care of the family and make sure nice. that they have access to the education system and medical care so that really learned that you know there there are so many different ways that we can have impact in 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 on society and um, and 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 that inspired me to say hey what what, what if we can um, you know change our behavior and 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 develop products that actually have a good impact on your health definitely and with um yeah with with um uh and not harming your health and not harming the, the environment as well. having a positive effect on the environment yes, rather exactly. than a negative one yeah and i think that should be how every every business should um you know Im- implement that in in the corporation so do you think it's possible with like a really big corporation like for example like coca-cola they're so huge it's like who actually takes that corporate responsibility yeah know, like, yeah because if you're a small business you know like if i'm I, I, I'm on the ground, you know, I, I've got people working for me, but I know if like there's something that's a amoral, immoral decision is being made. Like I, I'm responsible for that because I see it directly. Yes, yeah. If there's like a hundred thousand employees, like who takes responsibility? responsibility. So. Yeah, that's what we see in bigger corporations is so difficult because who is actually taking that responsibility? Yeah. Because everyone in the end gets their paycheck and is happy when they get their paycheck. Um, and everyone is living sort of in their own island and they go home and they shut the door and it's like, well, okay, it's not my problem. Um, and move on with their lives. And it's like, well, okay, the plastic soup, well, that's a far of my bed show. <laughs> I am not responsible for that, but everyone is buying plastic bottles. Yep. And, and it's, it's sort of understanding that every individual can take a sustainable action to, to make that change. Definitely taking ownership for Take all ownership of your of all exactly. of your actions yeah, yeah yeah exactly exactly so not only in the way that we consume but also in the way we think yeah because that also has a large impact on how we feel and um but we probably get into that later yeah, yeah. <laughs> well how did you like when you were in congo what were you actually doing out there yeah so actually i worked for uh, a different uh, two different uh, ngos uh, yeah. one was um uh, focusing on uh, on building schools primary schools nice uh, yeah that was really uh, really wonderful to see um how that can really change and yeah change like a, a neighborhood and even families uh in a, on a micro scale mm-hmm. such a big impact um and the other ngo was uh, more of um, an organization who's focused on um uh, um handing out prices to extraordinary people who have yeah set an example okay. of, in, in a specific field for example journalism or uh, of female rights or, cool. or uh, yeah, different kinds of fields. Um, and, um, and that was uh, a Congolese organization. So okay. I saw the difference between, you know, a, a, a corporate or an NGO run by Congolese and an NGO run by Westerns in, 
how were the differences was it something yeah well so yeah it's very sensitive it's very mm -hmm. sensitive uh if we if, uh, we know what i saw um, working with uh with uh, with the organization in in congo who is building schools it's very um difficult because you know the the organization did want to because for example uh, when you build a school you're dealing also with with workers and with yeah. with, uh, with um you know with with uh people who work there and how are you gonna educate them into for example maintaining the building uh, and all that so that's very very difficult so for example when we uh, when we had to do the the control the control controls after the the, the buildings were uh, being finalized uh, every two years there was a checkup and they would we would check um how they maintained the building um but for example there uh, there were some chemicals on the um, uh on the property which were um which were removed by the construction company um but for example the the school director they used that as um as a border for for the school property so and really? the children what, the started chemical? to play with the, with the yeah it's a sort of uh, yeah yes yeah. so it was used for uh, for the roofs okay on the on the on the on the on the building before that and and it was yeah cancer containing chemicals and children were were playing with that as well were so, they not aware were like no, the were aware so they, of it? no so so they were not aware of it so that's also sort of an educational mm -hmm. problem and yeah it's it's like in an in a, in a country where where uh where there's been a dictator or you know not people not used to democracy it's very difficult to change their thinking patterns yeah. as well because they're used that everyone is always telling them what to do but now all of a sudden they have to think for themselves which is wow. yeah which is a totally different different way of thinking so so that can lead to yeah to issues so so the, the organization did want to be become the, the new dictator saying hey this is wrong but really actually try to educate them into yeah taking responsibility and also understanding that that's not the right thing to do um so that was really something that was so yeah that that had that happens and um yeah so being still in control of of that is really really um yeah important so how how does that go with like the people higher up that are Congolese? Is there like are they really trying to change it, or do you find there's like corruption? And... A lot of corruption, a lot of corruption, but also good initiatives with people with um yeah who really want to uh, push the country forward, and and I think that is yeah that that probably takes a, a generation or two, but it's yeah it's it's not easy if there are so many people living in poverty um and yeah so it people want to cut from they want to do whatever they can to afford themselves as much even exactly. if that's being corrupted yes exactly exactly so it's a really a state of survival um that's where yeah where people are uh, in fight and flight mode and they're like okay i'm the one who is most important and my family is the one who's most important and i don't give a, anything yeah. about oh, your situation so it's really difficult to in that state to build up build up a country and to really see that you're fighting for for your entire country instead of so yeah it's a it's a difficult uh it's a difficult it's a yeah it's difficult to uh to change that overnight that but that's takes... emotional like to to have to deal with that and see it and coming from like an outside as an outsider yeah. into this thing and you know probably like seeing solutions but like knowing that there's not really much you can do to implement them yeah it's so paradoxical mm -hmm. because 
um, one of my um, one of my uh, passions is wildlife. So, for example, um, I went on a, in, a really literally into the jungle nice. uh, where the bonobo monkeys are uh, are being protected by rangers with yep. with guns because the, yeah, they're bushmen who would otherwise kill them. Is that for like meat or is that yeah um, for meat? Okay. Yeah, yeah, and for trade as well. Um, and yeah, and it's so paradoxical because at one side we're protecting monkeys and the other side, there are children without any food or drinks or a roof over their head. Oh so it's like, okay, what are we protecting here? Mm -hmm. You know? And then at that point, it's like, okay, you know, it's so difficult also for, you know, for, for people who are living there who have nothing yeah. really literally that there are Western people, you know, you know, are, who are only caring about the wildlife oh, and nature, be, yeah. but there is also poverty. So it, it is really, it goes hand in hand. And if we really want to save our planet or actually save ourselves, we really have to, yeah, it's, it starts from the bottom, which is the, the fundamental thing, which is, um, which is, which is food, which is, you know, in our, in our system is also run by money, capitalistic yep. system. So if we are not able to, um, yeah, to make sure that we, um, you know, make sure that everyone in this planet has these rights, uh, then it's a big task. Yeah, it's a big task. But when you've had hundreds of years of like, of essentially the West, like you know, raping and pillaging these yeah. countries and, and taking yeah. the resources, and then now like, we're like there are a lot of people waking up and being like wow we should change this it's like such a big task because there's going to be so much pushback like, yeah. i can understand yeah. like you know if i'm a, a native congolese person and then some uh, white westerner comes in and is yeah. like saying this thing there's going to be this animosity there and you're like what like you know I, probably i'm only my country is in a bad state because mm -hmm. of the west you know yeah. westerners coming in and so like i mean of course it's great it's we should be helping to fix it but mm -hmm. it just means like we've got we've had so much so much history of like benefiting from ruining other countries yeah. and now we need to bring those other countries up uh, to our level yeah uh, yes gotta be fucking hard yeah exactly yeah. so that's also why i said well i mean you know everyone has to, has to take their own responsibility. And, and that's why I also moved back to, actually, I moved, I moved to the United States after that, where I started oh. my entrepreneur, entrepreneurial uh, life. And I, I saw, well, you know, politics is, is not the way where I really can like, see I can make that impact. Is that what you thought before that you were going to go into politics? Is that what you, was your goal yes, originally? Yes, exactly. And when I lived, when I was there, I was like, well, you know, if you, if, if you really want to have a hands-on, like what you're saying, mm -hmm. a hands-on impact, uh, on a micro and macro scale, then then entrepreneurship is is the answer because you have the freedom to you know develop products and to inspire people and to yep. you know change people's lives through that. So um, that's where um, yeah, where I um, I sort of uh, yeah rolled into the to, in, into the the health uh, the health business of uh, of, uh, of supplements. You were a healthy person always yeah, passionate yourself. About like, health, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And also how to improve your performance and how, um, you know, how, you know, challenging your own body and mind and what helps you, what, what can help you, um, you know, becoming the best version of yourself. Yeah. Uh, and diet and diet has such a great impact on, on that. It's a good place to start, right? Yes. It's one of the most important things that gets overlooked. Exactly. Yeah. Diet yeah. and exercise, uh, like for centering yourself is like, you, know, yep. if you yep. don't have that in, in, in line, then it's going to be a difficult task to be a yeah. happy, positive yeah, absolutely. person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's where we, um, where I started to develop products. 
And after that, I moved back to the Netherlands and I said, well, and together with my sister, we both had this passion for health and um, especially for drinking. <laughs> so not necessarily alcohol, yeah. but drinking healthy, which is if you look at the shelves in the supermarkets, filled with sugar mm -hmm. with caffeine so and, much sugar it's crazy yeah and we're sort of indoctrinated by all the marketing and advertising of the big corporations of the big um the big food companies who who actually buy their buy their shelf space uh, to sell their products that they want to make profit on yeah and um with the biggest with the biggest margin which means that's not necessarily good for my health no so um well, so, sugar's cheap right and yes high fructose exactly syrup, so. so yeah yeah so so well my sister she had a really bad um bad experience with uh drinking uh drinking an energy drink when we were studying in our mm -hmm. in our when, when we studied and um she got really uh, yeah her heart heart started to like palpitations. Know, out, yeah palpitations and and coming out of her throat almost so she was really like well, becoming so much more aware of, mm -hmm. for example, when you drink green tea, she also had that feeling that when she drank that, that she had that feeling of stress. So we started to investigate and we started to research that. And um, after that, well, we, we started to, you know, reduce our, our, our caffeine intake. Uh, we, we didn't drink any coffee at okay. all, but only tea. And, uh, and if you become aware of what you drink and how it impacts your body, yeah, that that's like the first step in becoming more aware and more conscious of what your environment yeah. has for kind of impact on on your health and and your state even. So um, yeah, so we started to investigate that, and what happened was we working with different um, started to work with different people also in the industry in the health industry and the, with food technologists and um, yeah realizing that that caffeine is causing stress in your body. Um, and if we look at what stress fundamentally is, stress is a yeah. survival mechanism. So different kinds of stress. So in some, some way it also keeps us safe because mm -hmm. it's actually say, our body saying, Hey, if there's a stressful situation, well, don't go there because yeah. I'm protecting you from that. So it's or fight or, uh, or flee. And, yeah. and that's a mechanism that, that is inhabited in our, in our, in our primal instincts. Mm -hmm. So if there is a tiger or a bear coming to chase us, it's that's good to have, the stress good and, to have yeah. that and being scared and fight and fly for your life. But if that is, if you are constantly giving your body this, this chemical reaction, that also has an impact in the mm -hmm. long run. Yeah. And so there are different kinds of stress and not saying that every type, every type of, of stress is bad for you because it also keeps yeah, us alive. Yeah, there's good stress and bad stress. Yes, sure. yes. So there's, for example, physical stress, there's emotional stress, there's mm -hmm. chemical stress. And if these, if, um, and if we keep our body stressed constantly by, for example, drinking coffee or drinking energy drinks, that um that is exhausting you in the long run so for example if you drink a coffee um even after one cup yeah you get a boost of stress hormones mm -hmm. and a lot of people are not even aware of what what actually gives you this energy but it's actually stress that's giving you this this peak of alertness yeah. so after that after two or three hours that starts to dissipate and you crash and that's mm -hmm. your body that needs to recover again so it's it's your your body that that is activating these stress hormones it's give and take right with everything like that yes now. exactly and if you keep on doing that and as well if you look at the the you know the stressful 
times where we live in right now, you know, we're constantly under pressure. You know, mm -hmm. if you're in a traffic jam or if your boss is yelling at you or if your girlfriend or your boyfriend is mad at you or if your parents are, yeah. you know, are pressuring you, um, you know, or even yourself you, with your own thoughts, you can activate distress mechanism in your, in, in your own body. Mm -hmm. But if you look at it like that, if, if your thoughts can, can activate that, then it also has the ability to reduce that stress. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, we really did a lot of research into, well, how can we make sure that we reduce the stress levels? Because if we look at disease, for example, chronic disease, 70 to 90% of these types of disease is caused by stress. Yeah. And well, stress causes inflammation and inflammation uh, like diseases. Yes. Most of them are cause inflammatory markers and stress is a major inflammatory yes. marker. Yes, so. yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So what we did was we, um, we found we found a specific category of herbs and you know about the adaptogens but yes. still a lot of people have no idea what these what these specific herbs can do uh for their health so for example um the caffeine which is which is a bioactive psychoactive drug which is mm -hmm. occurring in plants um which is has the ability to 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 kill insects and it actually has that ability for our bodies as well. So it, it it's really um, yeah has a huge impact on our on our state. Um, then the adaptogenic category of herbs and roots, they also have different bioactive compounds which have this ability to help you adapt to stress. So for example, these herbs and these roots they grow for example in Russia or in Siberia. Um, in extreme ex climates like extreme climates yeah. yes so they have these stress resistant bioactive compounds to grow which is also for example in the chinese medicine called life force or qi and that essentially really strengthens our 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 body and on a cell level cellular level it is refilling our atp level so that the the the, the essence of this yeah. the energy of the cell um where whether Whereas the caffeine is depleting mm -hmm. that cell energy and the adaptogens actually refill that energy. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's incredible what these adaptogens can, can do for your. Did you just uh, hear about this? Like, is this something just through your sister having this uh, issue with the, an episode with caffeine? Did that like get you to find out about these? And then you were just yeah, like researching, like what yeah, is this? And exactly, yeah. And I also worked in uh, in New York with a with a specific research okay. company on on um, in the food food uh, in food technology. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing is, is that these adaptogens have been researched during the Cold War by Russia, and that was actually sort of their um, yeah their 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 biggest asset. So the fight, uh, the fight pilots, the fighting pilots, the, the who uh, were fighting in the, in the Cold War, uh, and and even before that, they uh, they gave they, they they got for example rhodiola rosea mm -hmm. uh, to keep them sharp and to reduce their stress levels yep. and and also to fight fatigue. So uh, and even astronauts, for example, Russian astronauts, Russian athletes. 
they uh, yeah they they all work with these with these adaptogens to strengthen their uh their their bodies and to adapt to stress so many so, things like that like yeah the, the russians yeah. had yeah like yeah. Uh, so many of the nootropics it turns yeah. out that like russians were yeah. russian scientists would develop them and had used them for like you know Ages, 20 years yeah. before we even knew, knew about, about them, them. yeah pretty cool yeah it's really really amazing so actually only i think it was like 15 15 to yeah, 20 years ago, these, these different kinds of researches were released and were taken to the States and being translated. So that's why it's very new information for us uh, in the West. But uh, for example, the Chinese and Indian uh, way of how they look at the body as a holistic system. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, and also, um, yeah, the, the way that we here in Europe and in the United States, we're looking at medicine hundred years ago yeah. was all based on herbs um but because of pharma and it's big, big pharma, it, it completely changed yeah. also the way we educate our doctors so how we educate our doctors is all based on how a pill can cure a disease so not even curing just treating even, often, just exactly like, and even and even causing side effects yeah patching up something it's like yeah. you know um the analogy of like a bucket with like holes in it and you're like Putting, you're covering the holes and then just as you cover the holes more holes yes. are appearing because there's yes. water coming out and you yeah. just you're, you're just depleting that yeah, water exactly and all, all focused only on symptoms yeah and not going to to the root cause which is often stress yeah and and we're not even aware of that ourselves so we're actually going to a doctor saying hey you know what's wrong with me not knowing my own technology not understanding <laughs> yeah. my own body <laughs> yeah. and then asking a company who is making huge amounts of profits to cure me. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what kind of world are we living in? So that's why we really want to inspire people to take back their own power and to say, hey, listen, this is my body and I decide yeah. what, I, what, I, what I consume and what I put into it. And becoming also aware of what the, yeah, what, what the, um, yeah, what the reasons are behind other companies who are who are trying to actually you know make people sick yeah. um mm. and uh, so that's why yeah it's a huge mission that we have and the reason why we started to develop um a drink also has all, all to do with that because some people are like well you studied politics and what has what has that to do with <laughs> with 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 a drink but essentially what we're what what we're seeing is that we are we have to make people more aware yeah. and to expand your consciousness that all starts in the brain and in the heart mm -hmm. and the, the coherence between that and um and and by reducing stress so a drinking um has proven to be on our located on our hard drive system in our brain and if we want to save our planet or better to say save our ourselves mm. as humanity because the planet's going to be here a long after way after we're gone, we're yeah, gone. <laughs> sure. we have to really become more aware of our role on this planet and how we as a species are treating ourselves and each other as well and how are we going to move forward um and and that all has to do with uh yeah n knowing ourselves and understanding ourselves and and um and and seeing that uh yeah we are we're here to take care of of the planet yeah. and ourselves and and all the species here so so basically what um what we're doing with the with predator so we developed predator uh, it's a it's an endurance drink so instead <laughs> of an energy drink which is causing this boost and this crash 
we are using adaptogens to reduce your stress levels um, and also improving your uh, your endurance so endurance is not just only uh, physical stamina it's mm -hmm. also mental yeah and by reducing your stress levels you become more resilient mm -hmm. and essentially that's what um what we all need uh, yeah, for sure it's nowadays really important uh, yeah to survive in a high stress life that is pretty much everyone everyone is under we need to have yeah like everything that goes into our body we we should really be aware of it yeah, so, uh, and, it's, yeah it's important. exactly yeah and also what we what we listen to you know it's not just only what we drink what we consume but it's also what we listen to and where we surround ourselves in and, and the levels of fear that are caused by our media. So, so the reason to, to come back on, on the question, why, why we started with a drink, yep. not only because it's hardwired on our brain, but, but when we become aware of what we're drinking, since it's primal instinct, it's, 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 it's written in, in our DNA that, you know, we need water to survive. Yep. We can't last without food for a longer time than without a water. A few days without water, right? And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And by becoming more aware of what we're drinking, it's also indicating to, to our brain. So for example, if you're saying, okay, I'm drinking healthy, that is accelerating the process of, uh, of, um, of becoming more conscious. Mm -hmm. So first it's drinking, then it's eating, and then it's where am I living and how am I taking care of yeah. other people around me? And then it's not just the neighborhood, it becomes the country. And it just and then expands it further and further. Yeah, and yeah. it expands. So it first starts with how am I taking care of myself? And drinking is one of the habits that, that's most easily, um, yeah, you can change mm -hmm. yeah. e easily because you're doing it eight or 10 times a day. And yep. by becoming more aware of that, you become also more aware of all the other smaller things and becoming more mindful of, 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 uh, of what you're eating, for example. Yep. So that, so that's automatically the next step. And that's not done over, over, over in a day or in 10 days. It's or difficult whatever. to change. Yeah, yeah for sure. exactly. And, and that's why we say we'll start by, you know, drinking healthier, reduce. Hello everyone. I'm afraid the completion of that episode was once again, something not to be. Sadly, during the recording of this, the audio cut out and me and Natasha were not aware of this because it was still coming through the headphones. So it seemed that the recording paused for about half a second and then it did not restart. So we have lost 45 minutes of very, very interesting conversation. However, we will definitely be getting Natasha back and we will make sure that from going forward, there are no more problems like this. So please tune in on Sunday for a live episode with Alexi Hoopley. Thank you very much. Stay shifty.